one of those things, a couple of guys. Andy Randy! Having discussion. I be on it all night, man. I be on it all day. Straight up, pimp. If you want me, you can find me in that. What are you looking at me like that for? What are you talking about? We're supposed to make eye contact. It's the Midday Show with Andy Barker and my son, my baby boy, Randy McMichael. When I crack open this mic. <laughs> that was the most media member thing that's ever been yeah. said. Starring Randy Montez McMichael as Randy and my firstborn son, Andrew Stephen Bunker as Andy. You can't say Randy without saying Andy. It's the Andy and Randy Midday Show. Boring answer. Just make sure you don't touch that dial, then we'll be cool. Touch it and use the fool. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Good morning. Welcome in. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The Midday Show with Andy and Randy with you here on a Tuesday morning. Thanks so much for being with us. We appreciate it, as always, every single day. I say it. I'm not kidding. I appreciate you listening to yeah. us from the bottom of my heart. Good morning to you, Randy. How are What's you? What's happening, man? All good over here, Andy Bunker, as I try to get my phone charging, but for some reason this, this thing is not working right now. But uh, it is a beautiful Tuesday here, two beautiful sunny days in a row, so hopefully we yeah. can keep it that way. As we are, I see the Senior Bowl's on, so that, that's part of the week, so there'll be evaluation. I saw Cedric Van Pran not going to be in it, so obviously it could be a health or just, hmm. you know, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know, but I saw that kind of. Surprised me a little bit. Wow. But somebody's going to draft somebody's him. Somebody's going to draft him and get and a, get great, a player, great player. <laughs> again, and get a great, great player. Great, great player. Saw the Falcons have made some new, well, some additions that we kind yes. of. We talked about them last week, though. Yeah. You, you, the, the name Jimmy Lake had been mentioned because of his relationship with Raheem yeah. from LA. Yeah. Uh, Zach Robinson was was pretty assumed that yeah. that would happen, and it's happened. And uh, the special teams coach being retained as well, Marquise Williams, not surprising. Um, but the, the Jimmy Lake name is, um, is is interesting for a couple of different reasons. Now, that's the one we didn't know yet, yeah, right? But, I mean, Yesterday that was, that was rumors of it last week. It was rumors of yeah. it for sure. And, yeah. yeah, whenever a coach gets hired from a staff like Raheem did, coaches that he's worked with are going to be rumored, right? right? Like you yeah. have relationships right, and people right. start connecting the dots. Um, it, Jimmy Lake is a guy who's been in a lot of different roles, both in the NFL and in college. He was the Rams assistant head coach last year. Like he, he was in a position of, uh, of, of pretty high regard and power over there, um, which is great. Now I know him uh, from a couple years ago when he was at Washington on Chris Peterson's staff when they went to the college football playoff in 2016, he was the defensive coordinator okay. of that team. Okay. Very good defense. Yeah, people like people remember. Players. Great players. Great players. And, and that, to me, the thing, when I think of Jimmy Lake, I think of, oh, that guy's a great recruiter yeah. because he got tons of guys. Yes. Like, you you look at that roster there. Buda Baker was on that team. Buda 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 Bayo Bayo was on that team. team. Just mo- multiple guys on that team. Uh, and in back-to-back-to-back recruiting classes that were incredibly talented, even this Washington team that just went to the college football playoff, a lot of the guys that were on that roster have ties to being recruited by Jimmy Lake. Okay. So, great recruiter. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really matter here. Not, not really applicable when you're the defensive not, coordinator. Not. Uh, but has had a lot of success coordinating defenses. His expertise or his background at secondary. least has been in the secondary. Mm-hmm. And, and so he's had some success with guys like that and recruiting guys like that. Um, it didn't end well at Washington. Again, not that that really translates to here I, I don't think I mean he was the head coach there didn't have a great tenure his second year was only the real full year that he coached there right the first year was COVID second year they were four and four they were playing Oregon uh he got into like a little bit of a dust up with a player mm-hmm. on the sideline yes um I don't kind of like I don't kind of went after him and then pushed him um suspended for the next week because of that that's the reason that he got fired yes. like that 
from, from that moment until the end of the season, it was that moment and then the way the moment was handled mm-hmm. from everything that I read and heard and all that kind of stuff it is sort of what the undoing was there at Washington. Um, there's another incident a couple of years before that with a player in the locker room as well. So I guess he gets fired up sometimes. You don't take no disrespect. Yeah, he gets fired up right. sometimes. Now, I get the player that in the Oregon game wasn't disrespecting him. He was kind of getting after it with yeah. another guy and he wanted to break it up, whatever. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what happened at Washington. Didn't have a good record, and that's what happened uh, at at the end. But uh, I don't, you know, I don't think that that has really anything to do with his uh, his prospects here as the defensive coordinator of the Falcons. He's been in in roles like that before. He's been on a lot of different staffs. The one thing universally that you hear, very similar to Raheem, is that players love him, and people that have worked with him love him, mm-hmm. and so good. Yeah. That's the guy. Well, I mean, uh, you're feeling, you're seeing. There's still a couple more places on the. Uh, cause I think they retained the. The I think we mentioned yesterday the running back coach, O line coach. So keep, keeping that that group, you know, together and everything like that, uh, because they're more likely they probably would have wouldn't got a job somewhere else. So you're keeping uh, coaches that are you know held in high regard uh, on your staff, and, and Raheem probably knows these guys. Like you said, everybody, all the coaches know each other, and, and we know that. And so you know, now you got your coordinators all settled out. Now you got a couple more. Position coaches that you um, that you have to sort out. You know how I am. I'm, I'm always partial to my main man Justin Peel. I think he's one of the best tight end coaches in football. So hopefully he does get a chance to stay here. But you never know in all those different things. And now you're getting that done. I'm sure they got some representatives down there at the Senior Bowl this week. Terry and his staff are probably down there. And uh, you know I saw that um, you know T.J. Yates goes from wide receiver to the quarterback coach. So there's an opening for a wide receiver coach right there. I know there's a lot of people that are thinking that maybe a player. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. But, I mean, it's uh, you want to get that position right, you know, as far as who you bring in to coach. But uh, now you got a quarterback coach, TJ Yates, to work with whoever's going to be the quarterback here next year. I see on the right now, I saw, heard Dukes and Bell talking about um, – Kirk Cousins' the contract demands about forty-five million. Year. With, I mean, did you think it's going to be less than that? Yeah, that's my yeah. that was my reaction yeah. to that that news yesterday. Was like, well, yeah, of course. Like Kirk Cousins has had all of his contracts in his whole career yeah. guaranteed. He's somehow been able to finagle that out of all the teams that he's played for. Right, and that's kind of the going rate for a franchise quarterback right now. Yes, in fact, forty-five is a little less well, exactly than what some of the big-time quarterbacks yeah. in the league are getting right yeah. now. So. Yeah, like Kirk Cousins wanting $45 million a year for a two-year contract or a three-year contract. Okay, yeah, of course he does. Um, That Honestly, that makes it sound even more likely that he would stay in Minnesota because that, to me, kind of sounds like a a slight discount. Like, Kirk Cousins, if he doesn't require it to be fully guaranteed, can get more than 45 annually on the open market. Like – Kirk Cousins just he can't. Like, yeah, I don't. I know he's Kirk Cousins, and yeah. like, but and but then, his stock has risen a little bit more over the last couple of years. But like, that's the go. That's the price for a franchise quarterback right now. Yeah, like, but I mean, I think the biggest thing with Kirk. No, is, I'm not yeah, doing it. I know. I'm no, not no, paying no, Kirk Cousins no. 45 guaranteed million Come, dollars for off, three years. Coming off of a damn Achilles. No, no. at his age. No, no, no. no with I'm not this franchise that. where they're at, no, no. I'm drafting a guy yes. and developing. Yes, it, yes. there's there's no no that's not going to happen. Yeah, I think Kirk is. I still think Kirk's asking the right. The right number. Yeah, I, think. I don't think Kurt leaves Minnesota. I, I'm still. But doesn't that sound like a stay in Minnesota price? Yes, it does. Like that's kind of what we were talking about yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Is he might give Minnesota a little bit less than what the open market might might require uh, to stay there, and they might have to give him fully guaranteed because that's what he's always wanted. That's what he's always got. I don't. It's just like. I don't. When I saw the history, I was like, "Yeah, of course, of course, that's what Kirk Cousins wants." Yeah, I mean, I, I see, and I he'll mean, probably get it. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He'll probably get from Minnesota and everything. Like that. They, they're going to do some different type budgeting because they got to get this astronomical contract that uh, Justin Jefferson's about to get. Mm-hmm. They got to find a way to get all that. Then which they will. I'm sure. I'm sure they were probably close last year, and it was a, a, a middle school detail that he's like, uh, no, nah, I don't want that. No, so we'll we'll go in and play this year out, which he got hurt, but still he's not going to. They're not going to hold that against him in nah. the contract negotiations. Justin Jefferson's about to get that bag. Yeah. Who else is 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 Chase or did Chase already get paid? Uh, no, it's his time too. But he's okay. up for it. He's up for it. Yeah, because uh, those guys are just going to try to wait yeah, for the other one. And that's the thing about it. They're yeah. going to. If I'm, if I'm both of them, I would try. And, you go. As impatient as you are. No, you go. Yeah, you, you would sit there and like, because that, that's what happened when the, the wide receiver market went to where it went when Julio yeah, went. Yeah, Julio was, and those guys. Yeah, it was it was yeah. Dez, it was Julio, it was AJ, and mm-hmm. everybody was and, and Bebe, and they were all waiting for to see who went first, and and they went off of that, and, and because nobody was getting what Fitz got, <laughs> because Fitz and Calvin they just went they just went to another stratosphere, and they were not getting that. But yeah, I mean that's the, the thing with negotiations when you're as good as both of those players are. That's why when you look at Cincinnati, there I, I see T Higgins on the move. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, yeah, more, you can't have two you can't have, receivers. But the, Chargers, the, the Chargers did, but not like not not that. One. But they kind of did that when they had the rookie quarterback. Yes, exactly. And then they signed the quarterback yes, contract. Yes. And now one of those, maybe even both of those guys aren't yes. going to be there. And that's crazy. After this that's crazy. That's crazy to say to Keenan, because they were Mike. Mike. Mike's a baller. Mike just always hurt. Always hurt. Mike's always hurt. But, but he's when, awesome when he's healthy. But he's also when he's healthy. Yeah. And then, you, you know, they had a first round pick last year, you know, that, you know, all the stuff you're reading in camp, dude, this dude is. And then you see him play on the field. Dropsies. Like, dropsies. Got, got the dropsies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his, I mean, he's he's built in the lab. Yeah, I mean, he, he's first off the bus. He was great at TCU. He's, he's, first, he's great. All, he's first off the bus, doggy. You know what he needs? What's Just that? a little Harbaugh. That's it? Just a little Harbaugh in I mean, Because he's not going anywhere. Well, no, no, yeah, no. He's not going anywhere. He was the first round yeah. draft pick last year. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, maybe Jim will get it out Johnston's going to be there. Yeah, maybe Jim. I mean, he did. He, he, Jim saw firsthand. All right. <laughs> so, that's true. He did see firsthand. <laughs> yeah, Great point. Um, so, the coaching staff has been assembled. Excellent. Now it's time to get the quarterback. The hardest part of all of it. Get the quarterback. It's, it's, right. it's so funny how people say that, though. What? Uh, all they got to do is get the right quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's easy. Duh. Enough. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Simple. Okay, good. Now just go get the fan- franchise quarterback. Go get like a Mahomes type, yeah. you know? Yeah. They're, they, they're just <laughs> like out one there. one of those guys. They're just out there. Just go to the Mahomes <laughs> store and buy one of those guys yeah. and then be awesome for the next decade. Yeah. All right, we'll come back. We'll tell you what's trending. Thanks for being with us on a Tuesday morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Ladies and gentlemen. Time now for What's Trending. A look at the top trending headlines of the day. Oh, my God. Brought to you by Reliable Heating and Air. Is your heating and cooling system aging? Reliable's got you covered for just $29.99 a month. No deductibles or service fees, just coverage. Call to find out more. I think it's great. I mean, I I always was, uh, it always had me scratching my head when Raheem was coaching wide receivers in Atlanta. And I'm like, he's the best defensive coach you have on the staff. Why why is he coaching Julio? You know, and so, you know, that that changed pretty quickly, um, you know, when he became the interim head coach. So I think everybody knew what Raheem was all about in the building, including, you know, the owner and, um, you know, and Rich McKay. I think they knew what he was all about back when they had him in the building. Yeah, that's Brian Baldinger from the morning uh, morning show earlier today talking about Raheem and sort of his path to getting here. And it is interesting that he's sort of done both sides, yeah. of, played or coached on both sides of the ball uh, in his coaching career. Um, 
Was that just like we want to keep him? I think. <laughs> like, I, but I remember when when it when it when it happened. I was the same way. I was like, huh? Why is he coaching wide receivers? Yeah. But I mean, hey, I mean, his it his, worked. They it went worked. to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it worked, and and he got that valuable experience yep. of, of coaching on both sides of the ball and and giving those guys with DBC and everything like that. So yeah. Uh, I think it was more of a keep him on the staff and everything like that. Give him like some that. job. Don't let him go anywhere. But then he goes back to doing what he does naturally and, and coordinates the defensive damn Super Bowl. So, yeah. worked out pretty good for him. No, nah, it worked. It all it all pretty well worked out um, until he did. tried to get the job as an interim and they went another direction. And Okay, well, it happened. You know what? It's okay to go back and say, maybe we should have gone this direction and – correct mistakes you make in the past yeah or maybe that's not how they view it maybe they don't view it as a mistake and they said we went with this guy then and that was the right move then and now he's the right move now he had those three valuable years of experience in la winning a super bowl as a coordinator and all that kind of stuff i don't know man all i know is his path has led him here now and i think the falcons are the beneficiary of that i think could have been really easy for raheem morris to get a job at any point over the last eight years or so as Mm -hmm. a head coach Mm -hmm. and he didn't so I think the Falcons benefit from that. Now he's putting together his staff, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. You know who the offensive coordinator is going to be in Zach Robinson. He worked with him in Los Angeles. Now you know who the defensive coordinator is going to be in Jimmy Lake. He also worked with him in Los Angeles. Jimmy Lake's been a head coach. He was a head coach at Washington a couple of years ago. So uh, some of the staff has more experience than others, but you're at least starting to know who the guys are now. Yeah, I mean, the biggest part about being a head coach is coaching your coaches, you know, and, and doing those type of things like that. And uh, Ross seems like he is um, – He's. we know he's a leader. We know that. We know he has uh, outstanding leadership skills and everything like that. And, you know, it's one thing, you know, we talk about culture. People talk about culture and all the things like that. I mean, the Falcons, if you look at their locker room and their, and their, and their roster, they're fine. They just got – you know, they just got to tweak somewhere. And yeah. we know where's the most important um, uh, 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 addition needs to be at, and, and that is at the quarterback position and everything. But, I mean, I just look at this from a, a standpoint of, you know, being – being a player right there, I don't see any downside to this. You know, as far as bringing him in and everything like that, you saw all the players uh, when he was a lot of the, the big players when he was uh, when he was uh, signed and all those different things. Everybody comes out and because they knew him, especially Grady. Grady knew him and everything. Mm-hmm. But when his time previous time here and everything, so Grady knows uh, knows what Raw's all about. And now you got to go in and go in and just try to tweak those little things that get you beat. And one of them is the big thing. Yeah. One of them is you the, tweak big the big thing. Yeah, to get you gotta, you it ain't, that ain't a tweak. Yeah, it's not a tweak. Yeah, it ain't no tweak. It's a wholesale change. Yeah, it ain't no tweak. You need to have an yeah. actual, yes. like, franchise-level yes. starting yes. quarterback. Yes, yes, Because when they had that before, they, they were, were good. pretty good. They were solid. Now, I don't think it was the culture no. that went sideways. No. That's one thing that we've sort of, I don't know, haven't spent a ton of time talking about because it hasn't been right. an issue and it also doesn't really matter. Like, I'm glad the culture's good. You're losing because the quarterback's bad. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Or – a couple years before that, you kind of had to dig your way out of salary cap purgatory, and, now and the fine. roster and wasn't fine. very good and because of that. So, yeah, you're good. You just fine. have to do the thing that's the hardest thing to do in all of professional sports. Yeah, find the right quarterback. Identify <laughs> the next franchise quarterback and um, retain him. Develop him and retain him yep. for the yep. next decade. You want to have those. That's all you got to do. You, you want to have those conversations. You know, those conversations like, damn, we got to get this dude a boatload of money. That's what you want. Ideally, you want to be in that situation. Best case scenario, four years from now, you have to pay this guy. What I mean, by then it'll be three hundred million (laughs) dollars. It really will be. Like by then, it'll be something like that. Zach Robinson will be the head coach of the, I don't know, Chicago Bears, the Bears, or something like that. Right, right. Like Jimmy Lake will be up for jobs. Like that. That's the best case scenario because that means you're winning and you're growing your coaching tree. Um, I can't worry. I know. I heard some 
some worry like, well, I mean, okay, they're going to bring in this Robinson guy, but is he going to be here? Hopefully not. Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, that means hopefully he's good. Hopefully, that means, that, that means hopefully Robinson's here well. for two years. Yes, and then that means, gets a head coach. That means job. everything went well. Yeah. Hopefully Raheem Morris becomes the the tree trunk that Sean McVay has become. Mm-hmm. And every single year they're taking dudes from his tree. Yeah. Because that would mean that he that's what great coaches do. They lose you coaches. win and you lose coaches. Yes, that that's means, what you do. Exactly. That is exactly So uh, I hope on. Jimmy Lake coaches here for two years. Right. And then he's a head coach somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, I mean that, not that, because I don't like thing. him, but because that would mean the Falcons won. Yeah, and you know, and as as far as you talk about the trees and everything for the officer coordinator, though he hasn't called plays, but I mean we said he's yesterday, about to. He's about to. <laughs> and if history prevails over everything that we see across the league since these guys have been Head coaches and everything is work. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It, it's work. It hasn't mattered. Yeah, like it, these it guys, matter. they've been in the you know whatever, like as close to calling plays as you can be yes. without calling plays. Right. Hadn't called plays yet. Well, now he's about to. Yep. Oh, it's all right. He's fine. Yeah, he, I mean, looks like he's doing it. It looks like he's gonna be fine. Yeah. And so, I mean, you go with that, and you know, he's gonna be integral in in finding who he, who he thinks can run this offense. Uh, I do think it's going to be a younger player. I don't think it's going to be no bridge. I don't think it's going to be Jacoby or, or Jimmy or, or any of these dudes. I don't. I just don't think it's going to be the case. I think they got to find a way to go young, and the best way they can go young is they got to package some stuff and get up to one. Yep. You got to get one. Now, I, I'm, I'm going away from that. I, I do think Chicago is going to trade Justin Fields. I do not think that they're going to pass up on the number one pick two years in a row. But, um, you know, <laughs> That, that's just going to be one of those things where you want to reset everything is if you're the Bears and, and, and talking about where they are as far as not having to pay their quarterback. Because Justin Fields, to me, has not earned his fifth-year option. Right, that's the thing. You know? If you bring him back, yes. you probably have to give him the fifth yes. year. And if he plays great, you got to give him a huge contract. Exactly. And so you might as well Which, just again, reset. Which, isn't really a problem. It's not a problem. Like if he plays good, then you're plays, happy. Exactly. You're happy that he plays good. But has he played that well enough that you're looking at him as a long-term fix. Because that's the exact situation the Falcons would be in if they traded for yes, him. Yes, you Probably have to give him the fifth year, yes, and you, if he it, plays great, then you can. A lot him. like um, the, the structure, how Green Bay structured Jordan Love's mm-hmm. deal. You know, at, at like it's not your, the fifth-year option, but it's a contract extension. And so something like that, and watch him play on it, which Jordan Love did, so Jordan's about to get... He's going to get a lot of money. Yep, he's about to get broke off. Yeah, he's going to get a lot of money. And again, like, I know that there's, we've, we've sort of gotten into the mode of there's, like, very specific conventional wisdom on how to build a team and win with them right now. But you you have to have a quarterback. Yes. Like, it would be great if you could draft a guy, especially if you could draft a guy not in the first round. Like, with the 49ers, the situation they find themselves in right now so is phenomenal. What's, what's, but it's impossible. What's rare and rare? That. Okay. That's what it is. Yes. The Mr. Irrelevant being yes. in the Super Bowl yes. in his second season. Yes. That's the most rare thing that you can possibly think of. And good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Now, there's a lot of factors that go into that. Well, I mean, it does help that you got, what, uh, I think, like nine all-pros on the team. Great roster. <laughs> Great <laughs> roster. Great head coach. Yes. I think all that kind of factors in everything. Yeah. Not to take anything away from Purdy. People got it wrong on him, yeah. clearly. Like, he he has something that people didn't see. and that, So good for the 49ers for identifying yeah, I mean, it. you identified it. But, yeah, like, that's not – that's a gr- it's a great way to build a team if you can do it. It's not a blueprint. The blueprint is draft a guy, develop him, pay him. Yep. That's the way to do it. Yep. Hopefully you can win before you have to pay him. But even if you thing. don't, Patrick Mahomes has a lot of money coming to him. It's a pretty big contract, yeah. and he's in the Super Bowl again. Yeah, it is. And that's and that was always the the that was always it was always it was it, it was the you quarterback win with it, it was the quarterback and it was the wide receiver. Fifteen percent of yeah, your yeah, salary that, cap going to a quarterback or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. You know, yeah. but when you have a great one, you pay him. Yeah. Except for there's always like except for I think Peyton Manning did it once like. Except for the examples of when it did happen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Know, it's like, I mean, so no way you can do it. Then, you pay great. That, but that's why you pay him to win the champ. You're not paying him just to pay him, no. even though sometimes it seems like it. No, you're paying him 
respect because he is the X factor in you winning championships. Period. Mm-hmm. He is. He's going to lead you to the promised land. That's why you give. Your, well, your thought process is he's going to lead you to the promised land. Exactly right. Um, the Lakers are in town tonight. They got smoked last they night. They had out of them. Yeah, they got absolutely destroyed by the Rockets. You think, you think Darvin Ham going to get fired? I do. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I do think they getting tired of him. I do think Darvin Ham's going to get fired. They, they about tired of him. Dylan Brooks was getting into it with some guys, poking people in the head yeah. and then getting kicked out. Um, LeBron and AD did both play last night, they and they lost, and they got the Celtics on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a nationally televised game tonight. Second night of a back to back, which means the superstar rule doesn't a- apply. Um, I don't know who's going to play tonight for the Lakers. <laughs> I don't know who's going to be on the court tonight for the Lakers. All, all that to say. Um, yeah, Tori and Prince will probably play. Hey, homecoming, you think, do they give him a, a video? If he hasn't gotten one yet, yeah. definitely. Okay, okay. Cam hasn't been playing. Cam, Cam, play? Cam, okay. Cam's been hurt. Okay, I, want to say I would love to see the Cam Reddish oh, it'll be, thank you uh, video. It would be amazing. It would be like two it clips. It would all be from game six against the Bucks yeah. in that Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> When they got beat and Cam had a good game and everyone decided he was a superstar. Um, but, yeah, that, that's uh, that's tonight. I mean, hopefully the Hawks can win. I mean, the Lakers are not are not any better defensively than, than uh, anyone. Than anyone. Yeah. I mean, they're awful defensively. Yeah. And they're so better they, than the Hawks. But they're, well, they, they yeah. are. They are, but they're awful defensively. And you don't, like you said, you don't know if, if, uh, if their two big dogs are going to play tonight. I would doubt both of them do. You know. But Austin Reeves plays. Yeah. The untouchable one. So the untouchable one. I don't understand. Everybody say, well, if we're gonna, they, they want an all-star caliber player in exchange for Austin Reed. What has this dude done to be so untouchable? I know he played well. Well, they can want whatever he, they want. He can play. He can play. I'm not saying he's a scrub. Yeah, he's a nice player. He's a, but like, <laughs> like he's he's like deterring you from getting. Yeah, that's what you ask for yeah. on January 30th. Yeah. When February 8th gets a little closer, maybe you take a little bit less than that. I mean, he's a nice player. But you know, LeBron, there's always he's always got one. Yep. Always got one white guy on the roster that he is loyal to. In love. And got, will not trade. And got 14 handshakes. And maybe he's him. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe he is. Maybe, he's the maybe news Ilgoskis. He's Ilgoskis. He's uh, Della Vadova. And uh, what's the guy in Chicago? Well, they traded <laughs> oh, him. Oh, yeah, Alex Crusoe. He but, did trade him. They didn't want to trade him. They, they couldn't resign him. That's what it was. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah they couldn't resign Who him. Who was it in Miami? It was Mike Miller Mike there Miller. at the time? Yep. Yeah. There's always one. He was mad when they let go of Mike, boy. <laughs> he was upset when they let go of Mike. You got to get rid of supposed to. Who, now, you're going to talk about a team struggling. Who? The Heat. They said yeah. this is the longest losing streak they've had in Spolstra's career. Yeah, they got handled last night by the Suns. Nice little move by uh, by Scary Terry, though. Yes. He put K- KD flew off the screen, right. and that was the first play of the game, and nothing good happened after that. But, oh, this hour, this hour here, midday show, brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com, get a guaranteed offer on your home today, and start packing. We'll get Mike Conti in here next. See what he thinks about tonight's Hawks-Lakers game. He was in Birmingham over the weekend for the Atlanta United uh, friendly as well, so we'll get some information on that. Don't go anywhere. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back to more Andy and Randy. Whatever, let's just do this. Yeah, let's go. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, midday show with Andy and Randy with you here on a Tuesday morning. This hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com, get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. We'll get back into some NFL headlines, top of the noon hour. The uh, Senior Bowl practices are going on. 
You know, you know, you really like football when you're sitting here getting fired up over offensive line drills. I, you know, like oh, that guy got you got dump truck. Hey, dude, I love football. Man. I know you do. <laughs> I, love, I know you do. I love football. Oh, don't it, let that happen, to you big man. It. I mean, he whipped his head. I mean, he just ran through his face. <laughs> he did. Like you can't. I mean, yeah, that's a bad like rep. That. That's a bad rep. It's a bad rep. I mean, yeah. And so, America saw it. Oh yeah, that's why I, it hyped me up a little bit. I know it did. It was good. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Randy really loves football. I mean, we all do, but Randy really loves football. All right, so we'll get back to an NFL no huddle. Um, Brandon Adams is going to join us in the 1 o'clock hour as well. Among other things we'll discuss with Brandon Adams, he has a new walk-up song. Yes. We've changed to the new offseason because last year's song was fine. Turned out to be bad luck, yes. obviously, as they did not win their third straight national championship. We've pivoted to a new walk-up song for BA, so we'll debut that at 120. But before we do any of that, let's get Mike Conti in here. It's time to check in with Atlanta United and Atlanta Hawks broadcaster Mike Conti. Slides it forward, a shot, score! Brought to you by Lindy and the Empower Home Team. Mike Conti every Tuesday at 1140. The Hawks have the Lakers in town tonight. Lakers played last night. They did. Got smoked. Everybody played. Everyone played. What are the rules for how the roster, the the lineup needs to look like tonight for the Lakers based on how the NBA is doing things Yeah, I don't know if they're close to any kind of, like, games missed threshold or anything like that. They do play the Celtics on TNT Thursday night. Um, LeBron did play last night. Yep. I I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I would think LeBron would probably, I don't know. If LeBron was a player concerned about his statistics, and I'm not saying he is, but if he were a player that, you know, liked to – have nice offensive statistics. <laughs> the Hawks might be a team that he might feel, oh, might yeah. want to play against them. I don't know. Uh, Has but, anyone done that lately? Uh, hmm. I don't. We were just talking about him in the in the, uh, in the break. Luca. Yeah, that yeah. guy. Oh that yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. yeah. He, had, he had what seventy three. Uh, yep. He uh, did. He hadn't thought about that. I was thinking about how LeBron's going to use this for rest because they've got the they've got know. the Celtics I, I, on Thursday. I think LeBron might maybe be LeBron at uses this, this like... to break Kobe's eighty-one. Right? Because <laughs> I said <laughs> I said the other day I was like, look, no no offense to Luca and Devin Booker and Embiid and all these guys, like they're really good, but like this is at least partially caused by the state of the NBA right now. Yeah. If somebody wants to get above eighty-one, somebody's going to get above well, eighty-one. I'm going to tell you, Luca could have scored at least eighty, if not ninety. On Friday, he got tired. Mm-hmm. I would too. If, if he didn't wear down and get tired, he might have had eighty-five to ninety points in that game. Might. I, I mean, you saw him the next night. It was one for nine from three. He had nothing left. Yeah, <laughs> completely out we of gas. Fun uh, before the show off the come. I asked Andy the question: Who's the defensive player of the year in the, in the, in the league this year? <laughs> in the league, yeah. I said Ooh. no one should win it, just based yeah, on the way defense is played in the NBA. Well. The best defensive teams are the ones that really are kind of at the mid to bottom of the league. Um, just thinking out late, you know, I wonder if Ben Caro might be in that mix. Uh, Orlando's a pretty good, defensive, a good defensive team. team. They they're are. they're a lot better than people expected this year. I'd have to look at his individual stats. Um, Miles Turner might get a look at that, but how do you give it to someone on the Indiana Pacers? Yeah, I, I can't do that. Yeah, I mean, like he's a really good rim protector, but how do you give it to someone on the Indiana Pacers? You know who it might be now that we're kind of looking at it a little bit more and team defense and who actually does play it all? It might be Gobert again. Like, could be. They're yeah. the best defensive team in basketball. Yeah, that's like, true. It's all, it's all, I mean, Ant Man too. Like, Ant Man's bought yeah. in defensively and he plays on the perimeter. 
but it's amazing what I mean. Say what you want about Gobert, he did he did cause and spread COVID um, across the globe. <laughs> but it's a known but, fact. But he it's can a known fact. he can defend the rim. It's a known fact. He can it, defend it, the rim. It, it is a known. He it, did. It, it is a known. He known did create fact, it in right? a lab and uh, spread it across he, the world. He did. Uh, Mike, first time you know had to, you got to warm up the pipes this weekend down in Birmingham, call the United's game. Yeah. Did you get a Yakamakis and everything. Yeah. Look, um, takeaways, nothing. No one got hurt. That's, uh, I think, this early in the preseason, that's critical. Uh, You're less than a month away from starting the regular season now. It's February 24th in Columbus. So things are really going to intensify now uh, training-wise for Atlanta United. They're going to play at UGA this Saturday. Are they keeping the hedges up? Uh, it is not at Sanford Stadium. Oh, is that okay? we, we are not going between oh, the. I was like, are they we, play? we are not going betwixt oh, the hedges. Man. For, that would have been that would cool. have been so great. I, I, yeah, when they told me they were going to play a, a friendly in Athens, I thought, whoa, we going betwixt the the hedges here? Right. No, uh, it's at the women's soccer okay. stadium. There, okay, which is That'll a beautiful be cool facility. Too. Yeah. 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 Well, and they played there a couple of years ago. It was a great day. Right. And I don't know if you've looked at the weather for it's Saturday. Perfect. It's perfect. It's going to be phenomenal. I need it not to be. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. First weekend with no football. Oh. Yeah, I got to do stuff. The Pro yeah, Bowl's gonna, on. Yeah, isn't it? You know, it, the, yeah, got, the Senior she, Bowl's on. She's already got it. She already got it lined up, bro. You're going to be doing wa- all kinds yeah, of dog. stuff. You have to watch the Senior Bowl. It's valuable show prep. Randy's going on a hike. Yeah, dog. having a picnic. Yeah, boy, she's cashing in them receipts, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. All those promises yeah, that were made she on late Saturdays yeah, in the fall. Man, she's you cashing them in. To, you have to do what I do. And just not have an off season. <laughs> Go from Atlanta United to Hawks back to Atlanta United. That, that gets me out of so oh, many man. chores. You would yeah. be so surprised. Yeah, man. Uh, so anyhow, it's going to intensify. They're going to be playing Saturday and then the following Wednesday and then the following Saturday and the following Wednesday. And then the season's pretty much underway. Cool. They'll break the Atlanta part of camp here uh, by this weekend. Go down to Tampa and kind of repair there and, and have the, the final two weeks of their training camp. You just want to keep everyone healthy. You kind of want to see how this transfer window ends in Europe and if everyone's, you know, here. still here. Right. Uh, but I think they feel really good about the group they have right now. We did not really even see the complete group on Saturday because uh, Bartos Sleesh is still getting his visa taken care of, and uh, you had a couple guys out due to injury, but they think Caleb Wiley and Edwin Mascara will both be back in time for the regular season. So, so far, really a, a good spot for Atlanta United. When does that transfer window close, and do you think anyone will be lost to it? Uh, the exact date of the transfer window closing, I think, comes at some point this week. I'm okay. not sure exactly okay. when it is. Um, th- look, this is this is one of those things. There's rumors that are going to fly all over the place, and you have to be really, really careful at who you watch on Twitter because, you know, they don't – or. Uh, X now because yeah. you know they don't do that little check mark thing anymore. So really, anything could be out there from anyone. Uh, I guess I did see a report that Fiorentina uh, might have inquired about Tiago Almada. Mm. I don't know if if they were turned off by. First of all, I don't know if that was true, and if it was, were they given a number that they don't want to meet? Uh, I I think it would be incredibly short sighted for Garth Lagerway to not be taking phone calls. You never know. You know, you you could get an offer that uh, you can't refuse. But if Tiago Almada is still on Atlanta United at the end of this week, I think that's very good news as well. Is it just the money part? I got two. Is it just the money part with with him? And also, I know Miles would always go for national team duty. Is Whaley the only guy that would probably be uh, eligible for that? For this group, I think Brooks Lennon should be considered. Uh-huh. Um, and he's gotten a, a call up here, call up there. Um, 
I don't know if he's going to get the same kind of frequency with the national team as a Wiley because he is younger. And right. I think right now you're looking at the, the 26 World Cup and trying to establish a group that's going to be in their prime two years from now. Wiley is probably going to be a part of that. Don't rule out Guzan, by the way. Don't completely rule that out. I mean, he was with them in the uh, was it the Nations League or the Gold Cup a couple of years ago. I, mean, I wouldn't like completely rule that out. They they like having him for experience. As far as Almada and the money, yeah, I think that's ultimately what it comes down to right now. Everyone knows he's good enough to play in the Champions League. He's good enough to be over there right now. Um, he likely wants to be over there at some point. Maybe not today. I mean, there might not be urgency, but his goal obviously is to play over there for a Champions League team. So Atlanta United needs to get the best possible return on their investment, and they do not want to sell him for a penny less than what he's worth. And that's good business. Atlanta United has the leverage in that regard. Let me ask you about the transfer window in the NBA, which is the trade deadline, which is next Thursday, February 8th. Look, I don't know. There's a lot of rumors. Maybe the Hawks will do this, that, or the other. I'm sure they'll do something before the deadline. Let me try to ask a bigger picture question, though. Like, do you think that in the next, that's nine days, their plan will be a little bit more clear? Because I still, I mean, I guess I kind of got what the plan was when some of these moves were made over the last couple of offseasons. I really don't understand what the plan was this last offseason maybe in the next eight days with some of the moves they make, that will become a little bit more clear, I'm hoping. You know what the worst possible thing for the Hawks is right now, and it's happening? They're tied for 10th. Mm -hmm. They're right there Mm -hmm. for a play-in spot. Now, they're nowhere close to being 6th, which is really where you want to be. You don't want to be a play-in team. They're nowhere close to being 6th. They've stated that they're – goal is to not be that because that's what they've been for a couple of years now and like I got worse news for you this is starting to really look like a year where if you win 34 or 35 games you might end up being 10th that's no you you don't want to that's not a situation you want to be in Mm -mm. um but the Hawks are squarely in the midst of that right now and and now you have this this kind of thing popping up where yeah you could make some trades but if you do anything to I guess uh, reduce the quality of your roster further in order to stockpile draft picks um, how then do you square that with trying to be in the postseason this year which they they're right on the cusp of right Right. now Uh, and look we could have a broader discussion about whether or not they deserve to be there I mean your record is what it is Um, so I don't know. I mean, now you have the report from Mark Stein that Quinn Snyder, I guess, is lobbying to keep DeJounte Murray. I think I saw that last night. Um, don't know if there's any veracity to that or not. I have said repeatedly with you guys, I'll say it again. The Hawks are not going to get out of what they are right now unless they make major roster changes. Major. And I don't know if that can all be accomplished in one trade deadline, Mm -hmm. by the way. Uh, it could be started at a trade deadline and continued in a free agency period, and then continued with another trade deadline. It might be a two- or three-year process, but you also have to balance that with you have an in-prime superstar right now who I am sure is not going to want to be a part of a second rebuild. You know, the first one was when he was a rookie, and you understand The first one, he was the rebuild. Yeah, and you're rebuilding around him. It was to get him. Now you're going to rebuild around him again? No. 
Uh, Doesn't happen much. When you you missed the last attempt to re- – yeah, no. Yep. The only uh, guy I've seen kind of weather that a little bit, and he was talked about famously, was Damian Lillard. He was like, all right, you can try. We can try to rebuild around me a couple – and then – even but, that failed. Even then, they didn't really get past the second round, right? They made it, the conference finals once, but they got smoked by the Warriors. And it was a fluky right. year. I mean, it was yeah. similar to here. Yeah. Like, it was a similar situation. Look, it was an outlier year. I don't want Trey, to call it a fluke, okay, but it was outliers. an outlier year. I don't know. Trey, Trey and Dame, man. There's so many so many parallels, parallels the, between those two. <laughs> right down to one kept the other out of the All-Star starting lineup this year. It's yep, crazy. It's true. Does it's he make true. All-Star? Oh, Trey is absolutely going to be in the game. Okay. Yeah. If he's not, that's a no. He should crime. Yeah, no, he definitely Total should. Crime. Be. Of all the things that are going on, he's been banged up the last couple of weeks. He's been playing pretty damn good. Like oh, yeah. a pretty solid two months of basketball. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Mike. Appreciate it, Mike. See you guys. Check you out tonight. Hawks Lakers right here on Sports Radio ninety two nine. The game. Pre-game at seven. Tip off at seven thirty. We'll be right back with an NFL no huddle. Sports Radio ninety two nine. The game. <laughs> 